My name is Brent Adams, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Brent Cadell scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Season 2 of the Pro Lacrosse Talk Podcast, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews from all your favorite players and coaches, as well as news and analysis from all four professional lacrosse leagues. Welcome to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. Before we get into the show today, we just want to send our condolences to all the people out there right now who are protesting, especially the family members of George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Rihanna Taylor, as well as, you know, that black community right now that is really struggling with systemic racism. We put out a statement on Tuesday, you know, committing ourselves, me and Adam want to be committed to educating ourselves on the issue. Uh, and we want to just commit our platform to anybody that, you know, is an athlete or a coach that kind of wants to get their voice out there about this issue. You know, it's a very important issue to us. Um, you know, Adam and I, don't come from that background, but we want to understand better how we can help the black community and other communities that feel marginalized. We want this platform to be a voice um, for those that do feel that way and feel like they can express themselves. So if you do want to, you know, put something out, please reach out to us. It doesn't have to be lacrosse related at all. Um, But if you are a coach or an athlete, please reach out to us. Um, Our platform is here for you. And we just want to, you know, say that we stand with you and we're listening. Uh, We want to understand and we want to help you in this time. All right, welcome to another episode of Pro Cross Talk. I'm joined by Adam, my co-host, on our 94th episode, uh, and it is the day before our one-year anniversary. On June 7th, 2019, we had our first episode, and I think we've—I speak for you, Adam, and myself—in saying we've come a long way uh, since then. But how are you doing this fine Saturday? I'm good, man. Uh, excited, man. One year—it's pretty crazy how how time flies and. Uh, excited to continue to grow this thing with you and get some more interviews, get some more players on and, and, and build this thing bigger and better going forward. Yeah, no, we're really excited to continue the brand. We appreciate you guys as fans listening to us, um, you know, listening to our interviews, listening to recaps like this. Um, this is our first recap in a while. It's got a lot of information to kind of cover uh, big news in the NLL, uh, particularly, uh, with them deciding to cancel the season. We're going to talk a little bit about the New York Riptide coaching search and bring you some sound from Rich Lisk. Uh, we sat in on a Zoom conference with him. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, fantasy lacrosse. Uh, you know, we're kind of taking it to the next level uh, thanks to our partners in Flow Fantasy Inc. who have developed a platform. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and then kind of what we're looking to do with lacrosse betting. Um, we know betting is coming with the PLL this summer. Uh, the NLL had plans for that as well. Um, you know, we won't get to really do any of that just now. Uh, we'll have to wait till next season for that. But uh, we are committed to bringing you some betting content as well. We're really excited ourselves about that. Um, so we're going to give you a little taste of that. Um, but before we get started, we want to thank all our listeners who have tuned in and supported us, all those who have read our articles, um, a lot of our contributors, you know, that have written articles for us. We, we owe a lot to them as well. Um, we've had a few people come on as contributors in the past few weeks and uh they're putting out some a lot of great content for us too um so we couldn't do it without all you guys a lot of people um too many to name but uh we're really excited uh you know where we're taking this platform and you know we owe it to a lot of the the fans coaches and players uh who have tuned in 
and help us out with this. Um, but we don't want to, you know, toot our horn too much with it being our one year anniversary. We do want to move into the weeds with some stuff. So let's start with the, the biggest news with the NLL canceling the remainder of its season. Uh, Nick Sakevich uh, put out a video on Thursday making the announcement. We heard that an uh, announcement was coming by Teddy Jenner a little bit before then. Me and you, Adam, were kind of hoping that it was going to be a, a playoff format. Yeah. I was a little disappointed to find out that it was not. Uh, but overall, I think it was probably the right decision for the league. I mean, lacrosse is unique in the fact that you have a lot of players playing in both the summer field league as well as the indoor uh, box league. So the fact that, you know, you have that overlap would make it really challenging to continue it in the summer. They also mentioned, you know, the visas were a big issue. That's what Commissioner Sakevich said. Um, you know, some were expiring in June. Others were expiring in July. So, you know, the timing just wasn't right. They decided to nix the rest of the season, focus on 2020 to 21. Disappointing end to this season, but overall, I think it's, it's the right decision, um, you know, with what, where the world is right now. But uh, were you expecting this news or were you a little bit more hopeful? I, I, to be honest, I was expecting the worst, but hoping for the best. Like we were talking um, prior to the official announcement, we were hoping uh, there were eight teams either at 500 or above 500 and potentially maybe having uh, uh, an eight team playoff, one game elimination or something like that. We had mentioned uh, off air and it was something I was hoping for, but uh, was not surprised uh, when Commissioner Sukavich came out uh, with this news. Just from a logistics standpoint, um, the league is growing, right, and, and developing, um, and developing. But uh, it's not at uh, the stage of an NBA uh, or NHL at this moment. Um, it's going to get there one day. But right now, from a logistics standpoint, from a safety standpoint, and then that visa thing uh, is such a big issue that it only makes sense. I feel bad for for Halifax fans and and, and Black Wolves fans who are at the the, the top of the standings. Um, but when the season concluded, but um, it, it makes sense at the moment. And uh, all we can do now is look forward to 2021 and uh, what that season will bring. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was hoping they'd figure something out, even if they could have done like, you know, a, a 10 team playoff somehow uh, that way that San Diego and Calgary get in there. Um, but yeah, unfortunately it's just, it wasn't meant to be. I think finding the, the one right, right arena for all those teams to kind of come together um, it's, you know, I just, again, like you said, it just didn't seem like it was going to work out and they don't have the, the infrastructure or, uh, or the, you know, logistical capabilities like those bigger leagues, but we appreciate them at least trying. Um, we're excited for what to, is to head. We still don't know if we're going to hear, uh, you know, if there's going to be an expansion franchise going forward. It wouldn't surprise me if they put that on pause for this season, um, this upcoming season, but the plan was originally to have a 14th team announced. Um, a lot of rumors that it's going to be the Fort Worth Panthers with uh, them filing that trademark um, back in February. Um, and then there was a few other trademarks. I think they registered like Panther City Lacrosse um, yep. recently. So it sounds like Dallas-Fort Worth area is where it's, you know, the next NLL franchise is going to be, but we don't know if that's going to come next season or it'll be delayed a little bit longer. But we're excited. We're hoping to talk to Commissioner Sakevich, uh, you know, later this summer as well when they have more things ironed out. But um, yeah, disappointing news. News that we kind of expected, um, but, you know, it, it is what it is, and you kind of just got to move on from that. Um, some other news that we had this week in regards to the NLL, though, was the New York Riptide decided to move on from Reggie Thorpe and the entire lacrosse operations staff. Uh, this news was a little bit more shocking. I mean, the Riptide finished 1-12, and 12, 
Um, but it was their inaugural season. Thorpe, you know, had, was brought in, I believe, in February of 2019. Lisk, interestingly enough, who is the VP, uh, executive VP of GF Sports, was brought in this past January. So we don't know. It, it sounds like, you know, bringing him in, he probably had other plans for the franchise. And, um, you know, I sat in on that Zoom conference and he talked to players. He consulted with a lot of people before making the decision. Uh, but ultimately, he felt it was in the best interest of the, the franchise to move on from uh, Coach Thorpe and his uh, coaching staff. So let's listen to, you know, Rich List kind of talk about, um, you know, his thought process with moving on from Coach Thorpe on what he's looking for in a new candidate. I came on board with GF Sports in January. Um, I, w- I was brought on board for the, and again, for the Riptide, we have other properties, but for the Riptide, I was brought on board to evaluate the business side and then our lacrosse operations side. Uh, a few months into that, um, then I took over officially running the lacrosse operations department, which then uh, made me have a little bit more intricate um, look into what we were doing. Also, for those of you who don't know, I, I've been in the league for eight years, two in Philadelphia, six in uh, New England. So I was observing from the outside, when I say outside, outside the organization also, and then um, when I started observing from the inside, I started formulating um, a plan that I, that I thought needed to be set in place. And, and I want everyone to understand this, that it's, it's, a couple, it's, it's the way the plan is set up. It's, there's a team and there's an organization. Those are two very separate things. So the team is one aspect of the whole organization. So I was looking at what is best for the whole organization on the business and the lacrosse operations side of that. Um, I did um, have the opportunity to, to speak with our, co- our staff, our coaching staff, and our GM and assistant GM. I also had the opportunity to speak with our players and get feedback on that also. Um, and when I put all of that feedback back, all of the feedback together, uh, my, my Rich List's recommendation to the board was to, to move in another direction from our lacrosse operations department. Um, I presented that to the, uh, to the board and uh, it was not a hasty decision at all. Um, I'd like to preface this and I should have, I should have started off everything by saying too, that um, it is, I have a lot of respect for what Reggie and his staff did. I won't name all of them. I'll use Reggie and his staff um, right away off of that for what they did by coming in here and starting a team from scratch um, and, and building the foundation for us to build on. Um, but it was my recommendation moving forward as an organization that this was the best path to take. I have uh, developed a, uh, what I, for lack of a better word, like an RFP type thing, I've developed a, a document that um, candidates that I'd like to talk to will, will be given, and that will be an intricate document to explain what we're looking for. First and foremost, and I said this to the team yesterday, I think everything starts with the person. And um, I, I, and Stamper, you and I know each other very well. And I think I might have said this a, a bunch of times. I want men on this team that have character and I do not want characters. And that starts from the top. So first and foremost, the people I'll be looking for um, will, have, will be good human beings and have good character. And then I will filter down from there, their lacrosse knowledge, their systems, their communication style and everything. Um, but there's a culture here that I want to instill and they have to be on the same page of that culture. So um, it's not going to be a, uh, a, I don't want to say a quick one because I don't want it to seem again that we are not going to be hasty with this. This is 
the step for us to build this organization for the next 10 years. So uh, 10, 15 years. So I'm, I'm taking painstakingly to make sure that we find the right people for that job, starting with the head job. Now, your, your question was twofold, and I'm not closing the door on anything. As you know, I came from a GM background. So um, I, I do have that. But if I find the right candidate that could be a GM and a head coach, then I'll look in that direction. If I find a candidate that is just a good head coach and not a GM, then I'll look in that area. Um, there's nothing closed. There's no, um, there's no pathway that I'm saying this is the only way we're going to look for something. We're going to keep everything open because I think that gives us the best opportunity to, uh, to find the best candidate for this organization. All right. So that was some excerpts from uh, Rich Lisk, who is the executive VP of GF Sports, which owns the Riptide. Um, so he, again, we mentioned he was talking a little bit about possibly being the GM himself, uh, not rolling that out. He may go with two candidates for the job, you know, a separate head coach from the GM. And uh, he may, you know, again, hire another uh, head coach and GM to wear both hats. So uh, not ruling out anything right now. Um, wants to consult with the players as well on, on the hiring decision. So I think he's going about it the right way. He said he's going to look at season candidates uh, as well as, you know, candidates that maybe have a lot of experience at the senior A level, um, but no NLL coaching experience. He said he's not opposed to that. Um, he's really, you know, taking a, a whole approach to this, uh, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be, you know, too hasty, he said, with the, the decision. But he does want to find a coach by the end of July at the latest uh, with the draft coming up this fall. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, with player offseason acquisitions, he, he wants to make sure to have a leader uh, in there by the middle of this summer. But uh, what was your reaction to the news of Coach Thorpe's firing? Yeah, I mixed emotions right it, it's it's a tough situation uh when anyone loses their job especially this quickly after uh, uprooting a family from wherever you may be to to come into a position and you know expansion franchises don't usually succeed right away you know mm -hmm. nhl the the la the las vegas golden knights they're an anomaly right uh when it comes to expansion franchises and um and you saw um, what one year difference did for uh, a team like the Wings, who had, did not have a great season that first year, uh, but were playing better at the end of that season. And look, look how things turned out for them uh, in this shortened season this year. So tough situation. Um, obviously, you never want to see anyone lose their jobs. Um, but And I was honestly surprised that they didn't get more than a year to put things together, right? Um, yeah. I think they're – it takes time to put something like this together. And uh, I, I don't think anyone, if you ask them, would have expected uh, an expansion franchise like the Riptide uh, to excel like they did in year one. So I don't know. And I think too, the, the biggest thing is you look at their games, they were getting better, you know, they, they were putting it together. They, they won that close game against uh, Georgia um, which got their first win, and yeah. you know even some of their their later losses, uh, the games were much closer than the beginning. Um, you know, I they they them in Rochester had a very similar season. The fact that they were starting off some of these games, you know, blowouts, um, kind of putting it together and just losing those close ones. So, yeah, I don't know if you can blame it completely on, on Coach Thorpe, but uh, it does seem like you know Lisk wants to kind of just clean house and you know maybe bring in his own guy. Um, you know, we kind of talked about me and you were bouncing off ideas 
uh, you know, in private about who we think. I really think Daryl Gibson is probably on lists radar. Sure. Uh, son Tyson, obviously number one overall pick last year, plays on the Riptide team. Um, he is an offensive coordinator uh, with the Black Wolves, and Lisk brought him in in 2018, I believe, when Lisk was with the Black Wolves. So there's that connection there. I know some fans were mentioning uh, Bruce Codd. He's a, a name that kind of comes around uh, every time there is a, a coaching vacancy, obviously, you know, known for his his career in Calgary and uh, Arizona. But, um, you know, he, he's an assistant right now with Toronto. I think he would be a good candidate. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on who should replace uh, Coach Thorpe? Yeah, you know, it, speaking of keeping it in the family, uh, another fan mentioned Dan T. If things were to go as planned, uh, it would look like that Riptide would have that first overall pick in the entry draft. Everyone is expecting it to be Jeff T. Um, so bringing in uh, Jeff's dad as head coach could be uh, something that uh, some fans are looking at uh, and potentially the Riptide as a whole. So um, and either of the first picks overall potentially could have their dad behind the bench. But um, I'm sure there's a ton of guys that we obviously haven't mentioned yet, especially at the senior level. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, where they go, especially since this was such a surprise as a whole. Yeah, no, and, you know, the number one pick thing is interesting, too, because, you know, you assume the Riptide will have it if there is no extra expansion yep. franchise, but that's still up in the air, too. You know, a lot of the – everybody was kind of saying tank for teat, um, but we still don't know if, you know, a 14th franchise comes in. The the recent history has shown that they'll get the number one pick. So uh, even if you're bringing in a Dan Teat, no guarantee that uh, Jeff's still available <laughs> right there. But, uh, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think there's probably a lot of candidates out there, too, that we're, you know, not even mentioning right now that we're overlooking that would be great for the job. But uh, those were a few that I think were on our radar. Um, but, yeah, definitely, is, you know, a bit of shocking news, uh, you know, earlier this week. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today I also want to talk to you about Design Tree. On our Design Tree store, we have several t-shirt designs like the Pro Lacrosse Talk tee I'm wearing today, our Blast Lacrosse shirt, Cross's Medicine shirt, and many more designs on the way. Design Tree is also home to hundreds of other t-shirt designs in the realm of sports and pop culture. To help support the podcast, please consider checking out our Design Tree store at dsgntree.com backslash pro-lacrosse-talk and grab a shirt today. Let's uh, get into a little bit of, about what we're doing this summer. We know we've talked a little bit about the, the PLO Championship Series um, you know, there hasn't been too much news coming out of that since uh, we last did a recap episode, um, but we did announce that we are doing fantasy lacrosse. Um, if you guys did fantasy lacrosse challenge that we ran uh, last summer during the playoffs, uh, it was, uh, I think, a lot of fun. I think it was a good taste of what it could be, but we really wanted to take it to the next level. Um, Adam and I are not coders. Uh, we do not have the capabilities of creating our own platform, and that's, you know, what a lot of people wanted, ourselves included. Uh, we love playing, you know, fantasy sports, and that's something we really wanted. And we were lucky enough to uh, linked up with Flow Fantasy Inc. Um, you know, Grant and Spencer, two guys working 
with that uh, startup fantasy platform. And we reached out to them and we decided, you know, to form a partnership. They're doing the whole challenge themselves uh, with the platform. Um, they are making it automated. We've got the, you know, kind of the seal of approval for the PLL that they can pull from their stats. It is not related to the PLL though. The PLL is not overseeing any of this. So I just want to be clear, this is a separate completely from the PLL. They are not endorsing this, um, but they have told us that they are fine with us using their stats, which is, you know, important for us. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, we do get their good graces, but this is completely unrelated to the PLL, but we're excited because it'll be two weeks uh, to really actually feel what, you know, pro lacrosse fantasy could be. Um, they have it completely automated that you can have your own draft. You can do two different types of leagues. It can be two to seven teams uh, where you have a goalie and a face-off guy, or it can be eight to 12 teams where you have a face-off and goalie slot. Um, the scoring for face-off and goalies is going to be based on similar metrics so that they're going to be kind of even. Um, so that way you can have those two different options, but we're really excited. I've already created a, a league myself that Adam's in. We're hoping to add a few people to that. Uh, my name is going to be Dylan Ward Spelling Bees, uh, <laughs> and it's going to be spelled incorrectly. Sorry, Dylan. Um, but we're just really excited because it's actually real fantasy lacrosse this time, guys. It's not just us. You know, I know anybody that participated in the NLL, we were doing a lot of that by hand, um, and it, you know, it's taken a little while for the results to come through. This, you're going to get the results within hours, um, you know, maybe even sooner than that, as Grant tells us. Uh, we've been talking with them a lot. Um, they're the ones handling the actual platform themselves, but we're excited to you know, partner with them. We're going to be doing a lot of content, you know, kind of helping you guys set up your roster and um, telling you which guys to, to start, and it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Um, Adam, have you given any thought on what your team name's going to be, and uh, what excites you the most about this partnership with Flow Fantasy? I'm still contemplating the name, to be honest with you. The Dylan Ward one is pretty fantastic. Um, I'll have to keep thinking on that. But, I mean, I'm so excited to continue to grow the game of lacrosse in general. And I think the opportunity for fantasy in a more professional way, other than us uh, hand-calculating scores, uh, is what the sport needs at the moment. And this hopefully will bring in some new fans to the game uh, that are just interested in the fantasy side of things. and um continue to grow the game we love and it's excited to have some competition and uh in a league like this it'll be fun to see who comes out on top on plt we didn't get to finish out uh the our uh our ranking of our head-to-head uh, -head wins loss column for the nll so this might have to take over for that at the moment yeah i know and i still you still you lunch from the pl <laughs> or from the pro lacrosse picks last season yeah as well yeah, but I'm really excited. I mean, you know, I love fantasy as much as anybody else. This is actually, again, I know I keep harping on it, but this is real. Like, you log in, you go to flowfantasy.com, you sign up, you log in, you create your team name. Uh, you can create, you know, we have the logos kind of from last year where it's, you know, different colors of the teams. Um, you're going to be able to, you know, draft players. You're going to be able to trade players in a short window, pick them up through the waiver wire. I mean, this is actually fantasy lacrosse. It's not, you know, just a, a pick them challenge like we were doing last year. Um, and we really love what Grant and Spencer are doing. And we appreciate them, you know, letting us, you know, provide official coverage of this platform and kind of help them grow it. Um, and like you said, Adam, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we were never in the fantasy game kind of to, you know, create our own platform. We were in it because we just want to play fantasy lacrosse. And I think it's a great way to attract new fans of the game. I think that's a great aspect of what the PLL is doing with sports betting. That's what we're going to talk about a little bit too. 
Um, but, you know, it's another avenue for people to get in the game of lacrosse. You can, you know, that's the biggest thing, I think. If you sign up, guys, invite some friends that aren't lacrosse fans to join your leagues. Um, it'll get them interested. It'll get them watching these games this summer. Um, and, you know, especially with all the uh, different sports coming back around the same time as the PLL, um, we're going to need to get eyeballs on the, the games in order to, you know, make a difference in TV ratings. That's a big thing if we want to keep the, you know, professional lacrosse alive, we want to keep the Premier Lacrosse League going. They need us to tune into these games. Um, and what better way than to grow the game and getting your fan, friends involved uh, in your fantasy league and, you know, getting them interested in the sport. So, um, you know, we're, we're thinking we're doing our, our, our small part in, in that and growing the game. Um, but I, I mentioned betting. Adam, how excited are you that we can actually bet on these lacrosse games? I know we have a lot of plans to kind of provide our own coverage of the betting uh, sphere once they kind of release more of the, the details on that. But uh, how excited are you to bet on lacrosse? Yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, we, we haven't had this opportunity in the past and uh, to really dive into the numbers and see what our picks mean. You know, there's going to be uh, a little bit more weight behind potential picks this year instead of just our pick them league for bragging rights so there, there may be money involved right so uh, I'm super excited to uh, have some contributors also not just you and myself um, as a part of this that that know a little bit more about the betting side and uh, and to really help the fan base uh, with, with the betting side of things learn a little bit more about uh, some smart bets some some prop bets and all that good stuff so I'm excited yeah, we're hoping to have fun with it. You know, we're, we don't know, again, what the details are going to be in the betting, uh, if it's going to be a lot of prop bets or mostly, you know, like the over-unders and lines. Um, but we'll have our own, you know, fun with it too. Even if it's just, you know, not for real money, we'll, we'll do some fun prop bets uh, for our, our weekly show and stuff. Um, I have to ask though, so I asked you how excited you are. Now, have you told your wife that you're planning on betting on lacrosse? Now, that's, a, that's the, the tricky thing is, you know, we're excited. But are the people that Around we're us. in relationships with excited? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'll be betting large enough quantities uh, for it to be that big of an issue, but uh, I'll probably run it past Mads before uh, officially making that's, any bets. That's what right? everyone says, though, before they get involved. So yep. <laughs> we'll, keep each other in check. we'll keep each other in check. Or we'll, we'll both be bad influences on each other. We'll yep, absolutely. Um, but we're really excited. We're going to you know, hope to have some segments on that betting specifically. Um, you know, some more video content. We're trying to do, a, you know, a lot more content video-wise. Um, I'm in the process of putting all our podcasts on YouTube right now. We've got about half of them up there. Um, hopefully by the time you guys listen uh, to our next episode, uh, they'll all be up there. I'm, I'm working on that right now. Um, we're doing some throwback segments. Uh, Isaac Berkey, who's with us uh, as a contributor, he's done some throwback interviews with uh, Stephen Kelly um, and uh, Taylor Quinn, the two people that scored the first goals in PLL and WPLL history. So you guys can check those out um, and feel free to just let us know guys, what you guys want to see. You know, if, if you like our fantasy coverage, when it comes out, let us know if you want more of it. Same with the betting side of things. Um, same with these podcasts, you know, and, and these at pro lacrosse talk lives, we're hoping to do more of um, just let us know what you want to see more of. Again, we're, we're hitting a year here, but, but we're no, by no means seasoned. Uh, we're still growing. We're still learning. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're really excited, uh, what is to, to come this summer, uh, with lacrosse and, uh, we're looking forward to, you know, again, paying attention and, and watching and growing the game with you guys. Um, but any parting thoughts, Adam, on the betting or fantasy sphere before, before we go? I mean, we have betting, we have fantasy. What's next? We got to get EA sports in here and get a video game out there to re to officially do the, the trifecta and get all of the, uh, 
non-lacrosse fans. Uh, Absolutely. PLL Blitz. Remember, you guys listened to our conversation with Diggs. PLL Blitz is what we want. We want it to be uh, (laughs) an awesome version of lacrosse. I know the NLL, too, was trying to get the whole uh, video game thing going. Um, But, yeah, I think that's next. Again, eSports kind of taken over with this hiatus, uh, you know, in sports. You know, you have people simming games. Um, I mean, that's, again, the next thing. And I think that's that's the thing with all these avenues. It's it's another avenue for not traditional lacrosse fans to get involved in the sport because right now it still is predominantly a lot of people that you know that pay attention to pro lacrosse. They played lacrosse in high school. They played lacrosse in college. We want to really attract uh, – I know this is a, a big mission for a lot of these leagues. They want to attract fans that – have never picked up a stick before that maybe don't know that much about the game, but, you know, enjoy watching it um, and want to get involved more. So that's, you know, these are some ways that, that they can do that. And that's what we're hoping to, to bring a little bit ourselves and, uh, and hopefully, you know, cover a little bit more, but that wraps up our 94th episode of pro lacrosse talk. Uh, this has been a year in the making these 94 episodes, and we're looking forward to, uh, you know, getting to a hundred pretty soon here and, uh, you know, 200, 300, 400. We're going to, you know, be here for a long time. Um, and, and we appreciate you guys listening. It, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So thank you guys again for tuning in each week. Uh, with that, though, that wraps up our 94th episode. Uh, we hope you tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, I also want to talk to you about Phoenix Supplements. I started using Phoenix Supplements after searching for a supplement brand that didn't use any unnecessary additives. Phoenix's line of supplements use only the required ingredients and is free of any fillers that many supplement companies use. Not only that, but their supplements are produced here in the U.S. in an FDA-regulated facility, and the best part is they taste really good. I personally like using the Orange Dreamsicle Protein Blend in the morning, and I use their Chocolate Whey following workouts. So if you're interested in trying Phoenix Supplements, visit their website fnxfit.com and use the code PROLACROSS to receive 15% off your order today.